0: sing hallelujah. hallelujah, thank you Jesus,
1: Say hallelujah.
0: also a privilege to be here this morning and then to be able to come and share a few words with you yet again. Amen. Uh, without waste of time if we can just open our take our Bibles. just continue almost on the on the same thought that we had last week. Amen. So we'll open our scriptures from Hebrews chapter eleven and then we will begin reading from the verse first. Amen. And then if found I I can hear the Bible still ruffling maybe. Oh, yes. Now it reads this way. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Uh, if we can go to verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out in a place, which, should, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned into the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith, Sarah also received, herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because... She judged him faithfully we had promised him. Therefore sprang there even one, and him as good as dead, saw as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, in multitude, and as the sand, which is the sea, show innumerable. And then we can go to 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he, and he had, had received the promises offered up, up his only begotten son. Amen. If we can also go to Galatians uh, chapter Galatians five, and we'll read from the first verse. If uh, found, it reads this way: Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So we can go now to verse twenty-two. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory provoking one another, envying one another. Uh, and then we can go now to Revelation uh, 3. And then I will read from the 15th verse. We'll just read two verses from there. Verse 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I, w- I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither Cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Amen. We can just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning we'd like to thank you, Father, for this wonderful service that we just had, Father, whereby your children has just blessed us, Father, with worship, Father. So we're just entering the path, Father, whereby we, you have to come and speak to us, dear Heavenly Father. We're looking forward, Father, for you to come and break this bread for us, Father, because this is the bread of life, Father. And at this bread of life, it, the word tells us that you are the bread of life. And, Father, you being the bread of life, Father, nobody can come and explain yourself better than you, Father. That is why even this morning as we are here, Father, we believe that you're going to come and speak through me, Father. I'm not just going to be the lips, but, Father, you're going to do the talking, Father. May you please come and take control of everything in the service, Father. Come and take control of every spirit that may be here, Father. May everything be under your subjection, Father. We pray, Father, believing that, Father, you're going to come and bless us as you did all the time, Father, because we know, Father, that as long as we are here, Father, in your presence, Father, we're going to come, Father, and have rest and enjoy ourselves, Father. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Uh, We can have our seat. Uh, Once more, I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Myself, I didn't expect to be here this morning. Yes, but I was just commanded to to come and just continue with the same thought that I had last week. I think Brother Ward has just explained to us that uh, the pastor is not here. Uh, He's at the Pyramid Tabernacle, and they're just going to have two services. And uh, he's been having this invitation for some time, postponing it, postponing it, until when he couldn't postpone it anymore. Amen. And I believe that wherever he is, God is with him. He's going to use them, and we believe that even the same God, because he's omnipresent, <laughs> he's just going to be here with us this morning, and he's going to speak to us. Now, as we've, people were here last week, I, I think they will realize that some of the scriptures is on the same thought that we had last week, but now the, the, the topic will be revelation of thy faith then we'll have a subtitle to it. The subtitle will be The Fruit of the Spirit. Amen. So as we've read in... in uh, we've just heard what the Spirit's, fruit of the spirit are. So we're just going to delve a little bit into them. Amen. So you will realize that last week, for those who are not present, we, we dealt... there was I no, a, a, a think the pastor maybe realized that were, we needed to just make a bit of a balance. Because if you re- re- remember last week, we focused mostly on um, the, 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 the cold believer, that is the unbeliever. And we gave a little bit of time to the believer, who is a hot uh, believer, the one that believes the word of God. So this morning, I want us now to just delve a bit and focus on the believer. Amen. I think last week we just saw what a, uh, a lukewarm believer or a make believer is, and now we just want to show another side, which is the positive side, which is the side of a believer. Amen. So as you, you realize that um, the uh, he, he, when in, in the Revelation here, he, uh, the, the, uh, it, we have been told that the, that it is it is this Christ. Speaking, saying that I know Thy works, that Thou art neither cold or hot, but I would, I would like it if you were cold. That means you would have liked if a person could come and choose a site. You understand? You shouldn't be in the in the middle, but you should have a. You must make a choice. That is why, like we explained last week, God doesn't like a make believer because a make believer has no standpoint. He's neither here nor there, but he's just in the middle. It, depending on the situation that is happening, he falls on that side. When he's outside, he falls on the outside. When he's inside, he falls on the inside. Now, this morning, I want us to speak about the what? The believer. And see what side the believer is on. What is it that the believer believes in? Amen. And what is it that makes him a believer? I think last week we'll remember that we've, talk, we, we've spoken about the three realms of the human being. The body, spirit, and the soul. And we realize that in the soul, that is where the center of everything, the, cor- the control tower is. Now that is where the power of a believer lie, lay, in the soul. That is where the control center is. That is where now we're going we, to focus. The other week we focused on that, but now we know that when, when a, a, a believer has faith in him, he has, uh, like I said, that he has to express himself. Now we want to see how does he express himself. Amen. So, uh, like, like you said, we, we talked about, even last week, we talked about the three gates. The gates that even Cain and Abel, when the revelation of their faith had to take place, they had to go to, to the gates, the eastern gate of the Garden of Eden. That's where a revelation took place of their faith, who exactly they were. And we found that, remember, if we talked that, we found that Cain became, was found to be wanting because he didn't have a revelation of what had what has happened in the Garden of Eden. That is why, when he was making a sacrifice, he only brought fruits. <laughs> I think we of, of Eden, uh, like we said last week, it was a contamination of the blood. That is why when Abel came and then he sacrificed a lamb, it was true revelation. Because he realized that the only thing that could have gotten rid of the thing that had occurred there in the Garden of Eden, it was what? Blood. Because the devil, when he came, he came and contaminated what? The blood line of the that, that God had set there for Adam. That is why Adam, all the powers that Adam had there, they were taken away from him. From being immortal, he became mortal. Then he had to come and suffer dead. But before dead, he had two choices that he had to make. There was a choice, there was a tree that was found in the middle of the Garden of Eden. And there was a tree of life. He had to make a choice between the two. He chose the wrong tree. (laughs) Amen. Which was what? The tree that was in the middle of the garden. The tree that he was supposed to feast on was the tree that was the tree of life. I think if, if people remember, we talked about what the tree of life was that the tree of life was what? It was Christ. The tree of life, it was Jesus Christ. Because he says what? He who come and feast of me will have what? Everlasting life. So if uh, Adam feasted on that tree, he was going yeah, Because after that, to make a sacrifice, they were having a service. In, 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 amen. So that is why you find that even Cain, even though he was an unbeliever, even went to church. So that is why we find that when we talk about unbeliever, a make-believer, and then a believer, we found those. Because for you to be an unbeliever, you should deny the word of God. You should not believe the word of God. That is why we say you are not believing. You understand, so we cannot say that you're unbeliever until what you come and have an opportunity to come and hear the word of God. Amen. So now, I wonder us now also, and even on we talked about Kyle Caleb. So now, what we're going to speak about today is that you will realize that Caleb is a type of a believer that we are today, because Caleb. Had a promise. He uh, uh, wanted to feast on the promise that God had given them—that they were they were going to be given a promised land. And then, because God had said so, he believed. And that is the type of believer that we have today. That is our believer. Because the moment we believe the word of God, we come and then we become partake in His promises. Amen. So Caleb and Joshua—they were there in the boundary with the twelve. into the promised land to just search the land to see what kind of a land it was. And when they went there, they found that there were giants there. And the city was strong. uh, It was walled up. And because of that, they were discouraged. They lost the focus of the promise that God has given them. Now they did not believe that they could go out there and possess the land. But Caleb because he had tasted the fruit of the lamb. Yes. He wanted the taste lingered in his mouth. He wanted to partake and feast on the, the fruits that were given there. And now that types the kind of believer that we are today. Because you will realize that even in the, as we are, I've read uh, in Revelation 3, which talk about the Laodicean church age. We as the believer, we are not in the Laodicean church age. I think we spoke about that as well. That we are taken up into the capstone. The moment you believe, you are taken out from the, from the Laodicean church aid. That is why when uh, Christ speaks there with John, he says, you are naked. We know that the bride is not naked because the bride is clothed by the word of God. The moment you are taken up into the capstone, taken up to be with Christ, he becomes what you're covering. That is why even in, in, in the Garden of Eden, when Adam when Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing they realized was what? They were naked, because now they were covered with the Lord of God. The moment they sinned, the Lord of God left them. That's when they realized that we are naked. Amen. So, because our covering is what the covering of the bride is, the weight. Amen. That is why now, when we are at the junction, we are at a junction of time where some believers are taken up into Christ. Remember, we are the body. The marriage ceremony has taken place. That is why now we can say we are him. Because now the bride, the head, and the body are one. Amen. Amen. So that is what we showed last week. Now we want to talk about this believer. That now, because now he is taken into the land. Remember, Caleb, Joshua, their main goal was what? To go into the promised land. Because that is where their promises are. That is where God promised that they will feast with honey. They are going to the land that flows with honey. So there, God was going to be the one who was going to feed them. You understand? Because they, he, he didn't want them to feed on the, the man that was falling. He wanted to be their source of feeding. He wanted to be the rain that's going to rain there and for them to be able to get fruit out of the rain that he's going to give them. Amen. Amen. So now you will realize that this kind of believer, that is um, Caleb, he's the kind of believer that has perfect faith. Amen. And then remember, Perfection. Three is the number of perfection. And for you to have the third pool, the the, the, the third pool, that means you must be perfect. You understand? And now, these are the kind of believers who have the third pool, who have the seventh seal. Because now they have also the seven virtues. You understand? It is a complete inside man. Hallelujah. So when this happens, they have to express themselves. Amen. So I've read about Abraham here. Even our Patrick Abraham, there was a time, because he was a believer, that he came in contact with a third pool. If you read in Genesis, there's a time when he was just sitting there, minding his own business. Remember, when he went out of the land of the Chaldeans, the land of Ur, he came out there with his cousin, with his father, Terah. But the, the father along the way died, but he went out all along with, uh, 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 he went along with his cousin Lot, but remember, the calling, the promise, it was not for Lot. It was for who? Abraham. So that is why when they were there, because it was for Abraham, God made sure that there was a bit of a strife. So the two, the cousin and the, and the, and the two cousins separated. When they separated, now when God, God told Abraham that choose, let him choose first. Because God knows one thing if you are not a believer, you will make the wrong choice all the time. So that is why he will say choose first. You, he told he told Lord that if you go to the east, I'll go to the west. You go to the south, I'll go to the north. Because he knew, God knew what choice he was going to make. But he knew also the choice that he had set down for, 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 for Abraham. So now, while he was there in the promised land, there he had a visitation. There were Three men that came to him. Now, some, there was something peculiar about these three men. Because when they, when they went to him, when he addressed them, he didn't say Lord. He said Lord. Which is what? Singular. Because he realized that even though there were three, there was somebody with them. That was Christ. That was God. The third pool had just come and visited who? Abraham, his child. And then because he says, I will never hide. My, what I'm going to do to my servant Abraham, because he has been what? Faithful. And now remember, when Abraham was visited by, 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 the, by, by the Lord, when he visited him, there was a change in his countenance. There was a change in his house. Before that, because remember, that faithful has a creative power. He and his wife, they've been barren. They've been longing for a child. Now, when he went there, Came there, he revitalized them. And he told them, according to the time of life, I will come back. And your wife, Sarah, shall bear a son. Amen. Well, <laughs> Sarah was behind the tent, listening, and she couldn't comprehend it. That oh, all this time, as I was living, I, I couldn't bear a child. Now, I'm 60 years old. My husband is 75 years old. How is it, possible that this is going to take place. But remember, it was the third pool that had visited them. It was the Lord in their house. It was the person with the power of creation who had come and visited them. Now, while they were there, the only thing they had to do was what? To, to believe. Now, behind the curtain of time, behind the curtain, Sarah laughed. The Lord was not watching, but because he's the omnipresent omnipotent God. He realized what had taken place, even behind the scenes. And he says to Abraham, why is your wife laughing? Why? Why is she laughing? It's because she couldn't comprehend it. Whatever Christ has just said at that time was incomprehensible. To the human nature, to the human body, it was not possible. Even if you go to doctors and you tell them, I'm 60, I want you to have a child, uh, we, we, we can send you even to a psychiatrist. <laughs> to a psychologist you have your, your you check because it is what biologically impossible but God is the God who what? who deals with impossibilities yes. amen so these are the people who the believers are the people who say when it is impossible yes, sir. when a situation is improbable that is when they thrive because that is when they see what? the power of God yes. now there was a, a woman as well sister to Wright <laughs> Amen. This woman, the same situation almost happened to her. Because remember, I said what? It is, it is the impossibil impossible and the improbable. Uh, the, the prophet came and then I said something to, to them while they were just having sitting around the table. Now this woman, even though what the prophet had said was impossible, incomprehensible, she said, does that that is nothing but the truth. You understand? Nothing but the truth to what? To the, improbabil- to the improbable and to the impossible. That was being said by, the, by, by, by by Brother Brenham. So to me, to just tell you the story, remember, Brother Brenham was hunting and then uh, he wished to, 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 to hunt for squirrels. It was out of season when he went there. So now he couldn't find any squirrel. While there, a voice came to him and said, "Say a word. Where do you want the squirrel to be?" Yes. Um, so at first he, he did not believe it. What is happening here? What 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 does it mean? What does this word mean? If I want it, then he said, "I want it there." Immediately there was a squirrel there. Then he took a gun, he shot it. No. At first, Brother Brenman thought he was having a vision. But when he shot the squirrel, it bled. Normally, if it was a vision, the squirrel wouldn't bleed. So then he said, no, I want another one there, another one there. And he shot them. Then he came with them. Now, that was the third pool. That was God creating. That means now, Brother Bremen, if you want to read this story, you must read my new minister. That is why he said he was entering into a new minister, whereby God had given him even the ability to create. Because he said, where do you want it? Say it. Amen. When he said the word, there was a squirrel there. He shot it after shooting it. Then you could see it was dead. That means really out of nothing. Out of nothing. God, what did he do? It was not only uh, Brother Brenham. Even Abraham had the same situation. There was a time after the child was born. God came, and the word says He tested him to see if he believes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've st- we spoken last week that if you are a believer, you will be tested. Yes. So Abraham was tested. The test was difficult, I can tell you. Remember, trying all these years, you now all of a sudden God has fulfilled a promise after twenty-five years. Now you have a child. Now you are being told that you must sacrifice that child. Now, I, I can tell you, I do not think that, uh, in fact, even the word tells us that he didn't tell anybody. He just told that his two servants and he took the lead. Obviously, he didn't tell the wife <laughs> because I don't think the wife would have agreed with that because he, he would have said, if you have told the wife, I think the wife would have said, do you, are you sure? Do you think God who just gave us this child would want to sacrifice the child? You see, that is the devil now coming there, discouraging you not to accept the God's word. Now, after he said that, after the, the word said that, Abraham, being a believer as it is, took the child, took his two servants. They went into the land of Moria because the word said, you must go into the land of Moria. And then when you get there, I will show you a mountain where you will go and sacrifice this child. Now They went. It was a three-day journey. Now, along the way, I mean, they took a knife, and they took uh, wood, but where's the lamp? Now, that was the question everybody wanted to ask Abraham. But he said, no, don't worry. God will provide a lamp. Now, do you see now, before they even went there, he said what? God will provide a lamp. But he's been told what? He must go and sacrifice his child. Now, when he went there, he left the, the, the two servants by, on, on, the, on, the, on the bottom, on the, um, just where, where you start climbing the mountain, on the valley. Then he climbed with the sun, went up there. When he went there, he bound him, and he was ready to strike. Kill the child. Now, immediately, a voice came and said, my servant, I can see you believe. Do no harm to that child. Now, immediately when you looked, there was a ram. The one that he said, God will provide. Now there was God now providing, Jehovah Jireh. That is why the area around there was called Jehovah Jireh, because it was a God who can provide. Now, God God provided what? A lamb. A ram out of nothing. You see? Now there was Brother Brennan, shooting a squirrel, being created out of nothing. To show that he's what? He's saving an omnipotent Omniscient, omnipresent God Who can create That is why we can even tell you a life. the devil can't create anything The devil can't create life he, The only thing that he can do is to what? Is to pervert But he cannot create So now there was now a realm Out of nothing Being created That even the child could come there and what? And sacrifice That, 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 that could be sacrificed in, in the state of what? Of the child Now, there was God providing. Now, when we went to the story of H. Right, now the same thing happened. Now, because it was improbable, it was impossible, people didn't believe it. But here was a widow, a woman who was a widow, who was uh, poor, believed it. And he said, Brother Brenham, that is nothing but the truth. Now, immediately, (laughs) the same word the same voice that said to to Brother Branham, where do you want the squirrel? Said, tell her what is the desire of her heart. Tell her to ask for whatever she wants. Because if she does, immediately she will receive it. Now there was an anointing in that place. Immediately, Brother Branham asked Sister Hattie, even herself, she was like, Brother Branham, are you sure? I should ask for whatever I want. Yes, you could, because she was a believer. She had believed the word of God, even the improbable, the impossible word of God. She believed it, Amen. and she said, then 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 Abraham said, like, "Yes, God says so. Whatever you want, then God will give it to you. If I say a word, then it will be given." you. That is why Abraham said, "Oh, he was one entering a new ministry." Now immediately after he had done, he he had said that. to make ends meet. Her father also was a farmer and then the, the, the way he was working was almost making around $600 per annum which was just enough to just keep them by, not to provide a lot for them. Now, she could have asked for money but she didn't because money was the thing that she needed most. Yeah. Sister had Wright had a sister. The sister was crippled. She could have asked that their sister be healed. And because the, the third pool was in place, if she had asked for that, it was going to be granted immediately. Yes. But she didn't ask for that. Now, Sister right was saved. Her sister, who was crippled, was saved. Her parents, they were saved. Now, he had two boys. Those two boys were not saved. So, when he, she, they, that word came out, he said, I ask for the salvation of my two boys. Now that is why I say, when you are a believer, God knows that each and every time you gonna make the right choice. If the person was not a believer, the first thing to come their immediate situation: I'm suffering, I don't have money, I'm poor. So what do you ask for? Money. Yes, yes, but because the two boys had, had just became teenagers. They were starting to rebel. Sister Hetherite could see that these boys, they are not saved. It was obvious. So what did she ask? She asked for the salvation of those two boys. And because she believed it, Brother Bram said, it is done. Immediately, those two boys were what? Saved. That was the right choice. That was the choice that a believer almost makes, makes all the time the right choice, because God trust him. Abraham did the right choice. Amen. Sister Hetherite did the right choice. Amen? So there it was what? There was the manifestation of the third pool in the house of Sister Hetherite. Because she want? She believed the word of the prophet. Amen? Amen. The prophet said what? The improbable. Said the impossible. The incomprehensible. But she still believed it. Amen? Now, these are the believers, believers we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that is why now our subtitle is The Fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Because now remember, the person who expresses is not this, flesh, this man of flesh. That is why Paul says, I strive all the time to make good, but every time I try to make good, there is an evil that tries to derail me. Why? That means in, 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 in Paul, there is a battle inside that is why even Brother Benjamin is. there is a quote where he says, the person, the, 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 the thing, that is a hindrance to me. More than anything else, if people know, what is it? That is a hindrance to yourself. What is it? It's yourself. Because that is a person you're supposed to fight with all the time. Because when the inside man wants to do good, what does he want to do what? Wrong. Yes. When he wants to do the right thing, he wants to do the wrong thing. When he wants to do anything that is good, the, 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 the flesh wants to do what? The best thing. Because it is what? It was... You must accept Christ as your personal sa- Lord and Savior. Then be saved. Then when you are, you are saved, what happens? You go through, through baptism. Going to baptism, you are actually doing what? Burying this man of flesh. That is why last week I mentioned that uh, we read a quotation here. Where Brother Benjamin says, "The reason, the only reason, the sixth sense, the super sense was given, was to what? Was to make the five senses deny anything, anything that is contrary one to the word of God." Yes. You understand? So that is the battle, the inside man, the heaven. What does he want to do? Things of the heaven. You understand? It is a constant battle. But now you are in control. (laughs) It's not because it's a battle, you are not in control. The person who's going to win. Yes, because it's a battle, there must be a victor. The person who ultimately is going to win. Who is that person? Is the one that you feed the most. Amen. There is a condition just that we don't have time, but I'm just going to. Uh, just mention it to you a, a believer had just been saved. Then uh, he got to Brother Brenham, and then uh, Brother Brenham asked him, how is it since you've been saved? <laughs> the believer being honest, he said, yeah. He actually says, how has it been since you've been converted? Since you received the Holy Ghost? This man was what, very honest. He says, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty bad. <laughs> Why? Because there is a battle taking place in, inside of him. Understand? He says, there are two dogs fighting inside of me. Then uh, this one dog wants to devour the other dog. But, which dog is going to win? It was the dog that he was feeding the most. If you're going to concentrate on the thing of the world, you're going to feed the black dog, the, the, the wrong one. But if you're going to concentrate... On the sins of Christ, yes, you're going to feed what? The white dog. Yes, so, the victor, yes, the victor and the, the type of feeding that you feed on. That is why um, when we go on, uh, we're going to read, read a bit about sheep and a dove. Because you realize that a sheep, it has to be fed. Now, even you, the inside man also needs to be fed. And then he's fed on what? The word of God. Yes. Nothing else but pure and un- unadulterated un- 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 word of God. Yes. If you feed him dead, he's gonna do what? Faith is gonna grow inside of you. Yes. Because remember, faith, Holy Ghost, Christ is the same thing. Yes. You cannot be saved unless you have faith. Never. It is impossible for you to be saved unless you to be saved unless you have faith in what? In God. Now when, we, when, the, that, when you look inside there, the, the faith, the, the sixth sense, it is the one that's going to come and control the, 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 the outside body, control these five senses, so that they become subject to you. You understand? So as a result, you'll find that the inside man is what has worn and has over, overpowered what the outside man. Now, when this has happened, the inside man, remember he's made up of his, these building blocks are what? the seven virtues now when he has he has received all the seven virtues and then now he is complete remember seven is a number of completion three is a number of perfection he is complete and perfect now he must express when he expresses himself he will the word says by their fruit you shall know them that means now he must bear fruit that is why now today we are talking about the what? The fruit of the spirit. Amen. Amen. So, remember, the, the, the believer is that branch anchored in Christ. That bears forth fruit. You understand? Yes. Because remember, Christ, Christ says, I'm what? I'm the vine. Ye are the branches. So, if you are the branches, you must bear fruit. But what is your life source? Your life source is what is Christ. That, that is why now when you Believe the word of God, and you feast on it. You must have fruits to testify. Understand? So the fruits, if you realize, uh, if you're gonna just go back to our to our scripture in Galatians, is what? It is long suffering, it is gentleness, goodness, faith. Now remember, now faith was inside. Now we're seeing it being expressed as well. Faith is there as well. And then we have what? Meekness. And temperance. And against such, there is no law. Amen. That's what the law says. That's what the scripture says. Amen. Now when we express, now you you, you will realize something that it says, you've read nine things, nine traits here. But it says, it doesn't say fruit. Fruits. It says fruit. Singular. Because why the fruit? Those things are what are attributes. They are characteristics of the of the fruit of the spirit that the inside man must what express. You understand? So when he expresses them, that is what we say: by their by their fruits we shall know them. Amen. So that is why now you are what you are a branch of what of the vine. Even the, the word also tells you that you are the tree. Now, being a tree, you need to grow and the moment you, you 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 receive the word of god because remember inside on the soul there is a gem cell that gem cell has to germinate it has to grow it is it, it, what feeds it is what is the word of god and then also what the holy spirit That is why Christ last week we read that he says the flesh you must eat my flesh you must drink my blood because the flesh is what is the word of god and then the blood is what? Is the Holy Spirit. Now, you find that now, the, 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 the inside man, as a tree, when he goes, his life source should be what? Should be the fountain of life, should be Christ. That means when he comes there, when he grows, because it's a tree, it is a tree. A tree, if it's an apple tree, it has to bear apples. An apple tree cannot bear pears or anything. Because that is the life that is inside of you. Now it needs to go there and show what is it that is inside of you. Now because now your life source is Christ, that means whatever you express must be what? Christ. That is why all these traits, you find that they fit in exactly with with Christ. Amen. So now we find that also, if there's a quotation I want to read for you as we continue, because now I want us to deal now with One trait. We're just going to take them because some of them we've spoken about them. So I just wanted to take some of them. Some of them we might not find time to touch. But the one that I want to speak about now, uh, the trait that I want us to concentrate on is is gentleness. Amen? And meekness. You Remember, gentleness and meekness, gentleness is the quality of being kind, tender, and mild mannered. That is how we expect a Christian to be. A person who's a believer must be Gentle. A person who is a believer must be meek. Now meek is being submissive. Then that means you are not violent. You are able to endure injured. With what? With patience. Stephen shows us that when he was stoned, he was able, he was meek. He endured pain even though he didn't do anything wrong. And then when he expressed, he said, Father, save. please forgive them of their trespasses. Even though he was what? He was being wronged. But he didn't what have longed for what? For revenge. Because he was what? He had the inside man inside of him. He was a what? He was a true believer. Okay. So now, if we talk about meek and gentle, there are two animals that will come to mind. It is the lamb and the dove. Now, if we speak about the lamb, uh, the lamb is one animal that what it does, it produces what now, for it to produce wool, it doesn't have to struggle to produce it. understand? That is why even for you to express those fruits, if you are a child of God, you don't, it is not a struggle. It's actually natural because it is what you are. If you are a child of God, you express God, you express Christ, you express his way. That becomes natural to you. It becomes what? Second nature. That is why even Brother Brennan, when you read in Doors in a Doors, he says the manufacturing of wool by a sheep is automatic. You understand? It is not something that he it struggles to do. No, because it is in its genes. It is, it is part and parcel of him, of it, that it has to want to produce wool. So it is part and parcel of you as a child of God that you must produce what? The fruits of the spirit. You must produce what? Express Christ. Because what is it that you have inside of you? Christ. So now, when you express who, what are you going to express? Accepting, you must express Christ. Amen. So now we say the the the, the, the sheep uh, you, 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 being being gentle and being meek is being typed to the, a sheep, and also it's being typed to a dove. That is why, you might, if you read the, the spoken word, the lamb and the dove. That is where Brother Brem comes and he tries to explain all the traits of the of the of the sheep and a dove on why they can go along together. Because they have what? Similar natures. That is why when Christ was here on earth, when uh, John baptized him, when he baptized him, he said he saw a spirit coming into him like a, like a dove. Because he, Christ, was what? He was a lamb. Now the spirit of God, which symbolizes God was what? Was a dove. Because these two spirits, they have two Similar natures. So you wouldn't see a, a dove on a wolf. The two natures are what? Are different. Yes. A, 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 a wolf is rough. A, a dove is what? It is gentle. You understand? So that is why you find that as a child of God you will be likened to a sheep. And being likened to a sheep is because of the nature of a sheep. That a sheep uh, is a creature. That when it is lost it is, the word of God says, it is lost. You understand? It will never ever find its way home because it is supposed to be let. You understand? And that is how a child of God, the nature of a child of God should be like. Each and every time when you are doing something, you must, leave, you must let the Holy Spirit take the lead. You understand? A child of God doesn't just do things out of his own. It is one. It is the Holy Spirit. Christ, that leads him. That is why when you read in Luke, it talks about uh, uh, Christ being the chief shepherd. Because for a sheep to be saved, they have to be one, They have to come and then be enclosed. And then at the door of the enclosure, where the, the sheep's lying, It is Christ, that is why, who comes and lies at the door to the sheep, who comes and what, and protects the sheep, who comes and leads the sheep. That is why we say a sheep cannot lead itself. It always requires what a shepherd. So a shepherd must come in the form of what of the chief shepherd, Christ. That is why even here in church, you have the shepherd, the pastor, leading you. You understand? Because you are a sheep. Now <laughs> there are sometimes you find that there is a confused sheep. Normally, the sheep is confused, and it thinks it thinks that it can lead itself. You must just open up your skin. You will find out there is a wolf inside, because a sheep cannot lead itself. You understand? It is helpless. It depends on what? It depends on Christ. It depends on the way to what to lead it. If not, then it will be lost forever. Now, if it's lost out there, the sheep will come and devour it. Yes, because if it's there, it will just stay there until something happens. Until the shepherd comes and rescues it. And when he rescues it, that is when we say what? The sheep is what? It is saved. So one of the traits, characteristics of a believer is what? To be meek. To be gentle. So you find that as a sister, as a brother, people, they won't be intimidated by coming to you because there is that gentleness about you. People, when they have their problems, they feel that they can come to you. You can come speak to them, help them, you understand? Because you have that welcoming attitude. You understand? You can welcome them, and then they can come and feel at home. Because you are what? You are gentle. You understand? You are meek. You have those traits with you. Now, the the dove, on the other hand, we say the two natures are similar. Now, a dove is is a strange bird. Very unique in a sense that it doesn't have a what we call a gallbladder. So it doesn't produce gall. It doesn't produce any bile. That is why you find that a dove are so many things that it cannot feed on. If there is a crow and a dove, and a dove comes and feeds on what the crow is feeding on, the, the dove will ultimately die because it will not be able to digest the kind of diet that the crow feeds on. Because for you... A crow eats anything. He can eat maize. It can eat even dead animals. We, we say it emulsifies fat. That means when you're eating something that is fatty, it is able to go there, digest that fat so that it can enter into the body. Now, if you don't do that, you're going to have a condition, we call it steatoria. It's almost a type of diarrhea where you just pass that fat out. You understand? Ultimately, a bad world. You you can actually die if you don't get treatment for that. So that is why now a a dove typifies a child of God. (laughs) Amen. I think it's obvious. A child of God doesn't feed on anything except the unaltered pure word of God. Now, when he feeds on that, then you see it's his nature. You see his nature coming through, you see him bearing fruit. But now, if it feeds on something wrong, my brother, my sister, you can actually die. Because it is not your correct diet. You understand? There is a certain diet that you must feed on that is specially, uniquely made for you. You understand? And that is the diet that, 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 that Christ will come and then prepare it himself. You understand? He says, I'm the word. You must feed on the word. But if you go there, you find out the word is also Christ. That means you must feed on him. So actually, he was not strong when he says, you must feed on my flesh. Fish on, feed on my blood. That means my word, the, 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 the Holy Spirit. You must feed on that. So that you... When uh, the, the, the flood had happened, and then uh, people have died, the first thing when he wanted to go there and investigate... Noah sends a dove now because a dove by its nature it will never go there and settle on something impure a child of God will never settle on anything that is impure that doesn't typify the word of God it came back then Noah (laughs) sent a crow the crow didn't come back because now for it now it was a feast remember the flood had come killed people it Was just floating everywhere. it came, then it settled there on the corpse. He did a feast of his own life. There was nothing, there was no reason that he could go there. Wherever it looked, <laughs> there was just corpses everywhere. You understand? Now that is a what? A, a claw, unreliable. That is a child, a person who's not a child of God. But because a, a child of God is reliable, it went out and it came back. Even the next time, when he sent the dove again it went there it brought in a i think it's an i'm not sure but it was a leaf i think it was an olive leaf or something back to show that a child of god one of the characteristics that is what they are reliable that's why as a dove the dove did what it came back amen so that is why now a child of god has to be meek has to be what gentle amen so the other trait that i want us to speak about which hopefully you don't go, we don't grow weary of hearing about it. <laughs> it's, it's love. Yes, <laughs> that is one trait that a child of God should have. Amen. A child of God should have love. Yes. The reason simply is because God is what? God is love. So now, when you express them, you have to express love. So now there's a few things that I want us to touch on about love. The first thing will be that you'll find that love also has, a, has characteristics as well. It is corrective, it is elective, and then it is directive. And it is unconditional. When Christ died for you, you were a sinner. They, he didn't bring, take. he just died for you. Without any conditions. It was unconditional love that he expressed for you when he died for you there on the cross. That is why now we say it is what? It is unconditional. Now, I think this one we all know. If you love somebody, you will correct them. If you love them, yes, the person who's being corrected sometimes might have a wrong interpretation of <laughs> why you're correcting them. Maybe it's because you don't love them enough. Mara, you do it. Because you do what, you love them. Understand? Yes. That is why now God, every time He'll come with His servants, with His word, come preach to us, so that we might be on the right uh, right path. We might be correct with Him. We might reach this goal that He has set for us of being perfect. Yes. You understand? Being perfect one, being perfect creatures of God, whereby He can come and settle in us. Because remember, God. The perfection I'm talking about is not your perfection. It is his perfection. Because that is what he believes in. That's what he settles on. Now, that is why when you are corrected, you come to church every time. It is a stage that you need to reach that God has set for you. Yes. And there is a things which God... There is a, a program. God has a program. And for each and every one of us, there is a program for you that you must follow. To fulfill the goals that God has set for you, Amen. And uh, the other one will be directive. Now, love is also directive. That is why He says, the Word of God says, "Man shall leave his uh, wife and live unto his wife; uh, leave his family and live unto his wife." Now, doing that is because. He says men must love the wife, and the wife must be submissive. Now, if you love, you will, be, you will come and you will take a lead. You understand? That is why he says, Paul says, I'm speaking about the, uh, Christ and the church. Because why? Christ is our directive. He's the one who directs us. He's the one who leads us. Even the husband in the house, because love, he expresses love. must take the the lead in the house. You understand? Because now he is a leader. He's the head. You understand? That is why he's the one who's supposed to love. And the wife must come there and submit. Yes. But now for you to lead, you must be led. You understand? So that is why if you are a husband, you must have Christ as your head leading you to be able to lead your family, lead your wife. You understand? And you find that there is harmony in the house now because now the husband is led by Christ. He's leading the family in what? In a way that Christ wants it to be led. You understand? So that is why you must love as a husband. By loving, you have, to be, you have to be corrective. You have to take a lead. You must direct the family in the path that God has set for them. The path which God wants your family to take. You understand? Because why? You are a leader. You understand? A leader cannot lead unless he's been led. If you have never been led before, it's impossible for you to lead. Because how would you know? What experience will you get it from to be to lead if you've never been led? You understand? That is why you find that if a person doesn't have Christ, they have a problem. Because now they are doing things out of their own without any guidance, without anybody leading them. Amen. So now, that is why now we say love is what? is a, is, 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 a, is elective. It is what? The directive. And uh, elective is that life, love, I mean, it's not possible. You cannot just love anybody. <laughs> yes. That is why even Christ, as the head of the church, he has a bride. Each and every believer here, they come and they make the body of Christ. You understand? They come here, make the body of Christ, and then that body of Christ, uh, it is, it, it comes, and then it comes, and what comes and dwells together with, with Christ. But now you don't come and be with Christ. He's the one who elects you. He's the one who calls you. That is why Abraham, out of the land of Ur, he was called. You understand? He was elected. After being called and elected, here to separate. You understand? That is why now you find that if God has elected you because he loves you, now you have to make, you, you have to cho- you, you, he chose you, you don't do the choosing. He's the one who does it. Now after he's done that, you go out there, then you separate. You understand? Yes, there are some things that we don't expect you as a child of God to be doing. You separate from those things because now you have Christ in you Who's what, who, is an, who, is a, who expresses the love that is elective. That can show you what is it that you're supposed to do, what is it that you're supposed, not supposed to do. That is why they say faith, the reason it was given, it was to make you, uh, the five senses submit or deny anything contrary to the word of God. You understand? Because why? You have to follow for you to be what? The bride. You understand? Because the the only is only the chosen, who's gonna go there and be his, his what his pride, and then the choosing is not something that happens here. If you come here, and you listen to the message, you accept it. It just shows you what you were before. Yes, that even before you were a child of God, because you were predestinated. That is why the Word of God says, Christ when He died. When he was crucified, it was before the foundation of the world, yeah. even before. That means there, in the in the in, in the mind of God, before anything was created, that's where the sacrifice took place. You understand? That is why you have is what attributes yeah. because you were with him there. Now, when you come here, you just express yeah. what is it that you were. Yeah. That is why there are some people. They can come here. Listen to the message. And then you find that um, the message has been preached. Then they go home. Some, maybe they will come back again. Some, you may not see them. Why? It's because inside of them, <laughs> they don't have a connection. There is no contact inside, inside of them. You understand? There is no gene. There is no uh, racial, but there is no theophany there that can come and accept that word. That is why you find that the person will come and say, yeah, no, it's a great message, yeah, yeah. But because there is nothing inside of them, a gene of God is not in them. That is why the message for them will be like, yes, any message that they hear, maybe any communication that they will go there, any rally that they will attend, <laughs> even when you are here preaching, it is the same. What is it that you have on the inside? Because whatever you express, it is the inside man that expresses it. The fruits that you bear are not your fruits. They are the fruit that God has germinated inside of you. You express them because you are part and parcel of him. You understand? So you have to express God. That is why Adam in the Garden of Eden, while he was there, before the fall, he expressed God. Each and everything that he did, naming the animals, God never said, "Adam, Adam, this is a liar." <laughs> no, it was because him, he was—I don't know—he was in the same channel as God. Yes. Sin came and it met that channel, broke it. That is why now he, Adam's mind was no longer the same mind of God. But that is what we, as children of God, are striving for. That is why now we have the seventh seal. We have the third pole because the the seventh seal, what it does, it brings him down to earth, to where to the believer, so that the believer can be part and parcel with Christ. You understand? That is why the seventh seal was given for, so that him and you become one. Now, whatever you do is no longer your mind, but it is the mind of Christ inside of you. You understand? Whatever you do. You don't think about it. No, you do good because there is good inside of you. Yeah. Understand? That is why you find that one of the traits is what? Goodness. Understand? Because you are a believer. That is the only thing we can associate with the goodness. Being good to your fellow man. That is why even the word of God says if you are a child of God and say you love God, how possible is, is it for you to love God that you have never seen, never touched. If you're a fellow man, your neighbor here, you have no same love for him. (laughs) It is impossible. You cannot love something that you don't know if you fail to love somebody next to you. Because now, if you're a child of God, you have to express love, God's love, agape love, because that is a love that is supernatural. You understand? Because the supernatural something supernatural is what inside of you, you understand? That is why now, one of the traits is that you have to love. Uh, uh, Well, I'll I'll repeat myself again. When you love, you don't love only people who love you. (laughs) I think we've, we've seen it is easy for me to love somebody who loves me. Those they will put clothes on my back. That is why your children, they love you. <laughs> because you do those things for them. You understand? Why? how oh, oh. You know when they come and he's crying, he's young, you cuddle them. You don't just leave them alone, let them cry. So they develop affection towards you. Love. That is not just what love is about. A love from a believer. It is the kind of love that you will find that it transcends even pain. It transcends even feelings. Because this one who has wronged you, you must love. Understand? Yes. And uh, remember, t- there are gifts of the Spirit, and then uh, there are also uh, fruits of the Spirit. Speaking in tongues, all those ones. Paul says even if you speak in tongues, you heal the sick, you prophesy. You do wonders. Yes. If you don't have charity, you are like a tinkling cymbal. Yes. You know, an empty. You are empty. You understand? Because you need love to fill you. You understand? So that when you you are we make things, you don't. There is not. theres no, there is. the sound. F- now you need to, have love in you to be able to do that. Amen. So that is why charity, love, it is a fundamental aspect of a believer. It is a, a fundamental expression of a believer. For a one to see that is a believer, they must love the fellow man. They must wish the fellow man to have good. They must, they must be concerned. You understand? You must be concerned, uh, sisters, uh, brothers. We must be concerned about one another. Uh, you see, now as we are here, we are a community. A community, uh, or people, or a team, is just as weak. Is just as good as it what? Weakest link. Understand? That is why we need to go to be concerned for each and each other. Know what uh, has, has the fellow man has something to eat. Has your fellow brother? Is he okay? As a believer, it's your duty. You are duty bound to do those things. That is why, if you remember the first church, when they when there, it was Peter, Simon, and the, and the other apostles. Now, while they were there, there were widows. Part and parcel of the church is to look after the widows, take care of them, because widows are people who can take care of themselves. That is their way. Now, a widow, if she's not working, is our weakest link. If they are in need of anything, it is us who must go there and lift them up. That is matters of the flesh. But that is something that a believer must do. You understand? Because you are just as good or as strong as your weakest link. You understand? So now that is why Peter commanded. The first time we heard the word deacon in the Bible, it was when Peter chose Stephen. And the others to come and then take care of these matters. You understand? Because that is what it is. Because they were full. Remember when they were in the day of Pentecost, almost a thousand or three thousand people received Christ. From a few believers now. You need people to help you. That is why even Moses, when he was taking the children of Israel out of uh, Egypt, when they reached, uh, when they were in the wilderness, because the matter was so great, it was the, the people were so many, he could not, he couldn't take care of them. Now he had a leader looking after ten people, a leader looking after hundred people, a leader looking after a thousand people, a leader looking after ten thousand people, who will come and so that. If there is a matter that is too great for them to handle, they will escalate it to Him. You understand? So that is why we, part and parcel of of our duty here, is to take care of each other. You understand? Because as people, as children of God, we have to express uh, affection for each other, look after each other. Amen. Amen. So now that is love. Now, when we go to love, I just want to touch on a few few individuals here. The first one is, um, uh, it is David. We, we, we said it, that love, you need to love somebody even if you are not happy with them. Now, one thing that made David to be a believer was that he loved Saul. The Saul who hated him. Saul who pursued him. Saul who wanted to kill him. But he loved him. He loved him to the extent that even when given an opportunity to kill him, three times, if not more, Saul attempted to kill David. Two times, Saul in a cave, in a camp, found uh, Saul exposed. Even the people he was with me, they say, (laughs) "Ah." Uh, our leader, our captain. No, this is your chance. Ah, God has delivered this man to you. He's really sleeping because the word of God says God had put a sleep on, on, the, on the guards of Saul to an extent that when David walked in, they couldn't hear anything. But he said, I will not put my hands on the anointed of God. <laughs> Even when he was pursuing him, wanting to kill him, he still considered him to be the anointed of God, whom he will never touch, yes. kill. You see, that is love. That is a believer expressing love. You understand? That is what David did. Now, the reason there was a fallout between Saul and David was because while, while after David killed Goliath, they went into the city <laughs> of Israel, and then the women started jubilating and they just said what the facts were. You Saul, you are a kill, you are a you are a victory, you are, you are a victor over eight thousand. <laughs> it is a victor over tens of thousand. Now, remember, the spirit of God had left Saul. The moment David was anointed. The spirit of God and then it came, and then uh, an evil spirit replaced it. Yeah. Understand? Now, after he had, he had, David had killed Saul, now had killed Goliath, after this, this, this uh, praise, singing that was taking place, this, because he grew inside of it. A child of God. Does it. It's not jealous. <laughs> they are not jealous of each other. Uh, While well, I'm saying it, it may seem obvious, but maybe we should state the facts as they are. A child of God rejoices when another person achieves something, when another person goes forward in life, Does because you have a gene of God inside of you. But if there is a jealousy in you, uh, brother, you can come and, and we'll lay hands on you. <laughs> because you need Jesus. There's something missing in your life. You are actually not a child of God. Now, the spirit of jealousy went into Saul. It possessed him. Now, the only thing he wanted to do was to get rid of David. Because he realized, ah, hey, my kingdom is going. Hey, by this rate, now I'm on a thousand. He's on ten thousand. Ah, the next thing you'll be going for my kingdom, this man. Now, I must get rid of him. Mara, remember, even though. David called Saul the anointed of God. Actually, the anointed of God was now, now David. He was the one chosen in the state of Saul to come and lead the children of God. Now, these kind of things, they happen by, by revelation. That is why Jonathan, Saul's, Saul's child, as, as incomprehensible, improbable as it is, befriended David. The word of God says they loved each other. You understand? Because people who love each other, they should be of the same seed. Because they were of the same seed. That is why they loved each other like that. Even though when Saul is dying, it was supposed to be Jonathan taking the, 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 the reins, it did not bother him. You see, a child of God is not jealous. He's not envious. The only thing he's concerned about is the promise of God. To follow his word. That is what Jonathan did to the letter. You see, that is a type of a believer. David, a type of a believer. Saul, unbeliever. You understand? So now, envy, jealousy, they are not attributes of the child of God. Because in the child of God, there should be goodness, temperance, long-suffering, and then also uh, peace, and then joy. A child of God, the moment God comes into your life, (laughs) it is a joyous condition. The word of God says, it was a great day when I was born again. And I rejoice, I say rejoice of the great day when I was born again. So, immediately, when you are born again, one thing that's supposed to be with you is what? Joy. Now, the devil is clever. The devil always doesn't want to see you happy. He wants to get rid of that joy all the time. That is why he will make you do things that you don't want to do. You understand? But that, even if you do wrong, it doesn't mean that you are not a child of God. Remember, Paul says, I repent daily. You understand? Because I'm a man of flesh. within, inside of man, yes, I will do mistakes. Even myself, I think there are some people who have done many mistakes, lots of mistakes. Maybe even now, Somebody is upset with me because of a mistake that I do. That is why I repent daily. You understand? Because why? Because I know that I'm a flesh. You understand? And now the devil, one thing that he wants to do that will derail you is to take the joy of salvation from you. It is your duty not to allow him to do that. You understand? By being one, by coming daily to church, being fed, being saved, being empowered, being uplifted, so that you can go there, face him again, face another battle. Victory. Remember, folks, it's a war. You might lose some battles, but ultimately, you are guaranteed, as a child of God, to win the war. Because the battle doesn't start here. The battle doesn't start here. Michael and his troops, and his angels, which were part and parcel of, they, they, they defeated him there. Now when we are here, we are just continuing on the same thing. Defeating him, putting him in his place. The person who, a person who can put the devil in his place is a child of God. By doing what? Following the word of God. By being one in a position of safety. The position of safety A position of worship for a child of God. You know what it is? A position of worship. It's Christ. It is not here. It's not the church. Here, we are just pointing you to him so that you might worship him, worship in him, rejoice in him. Now, when you are in Christ, you are saved. The devil can try to harm you, but remember, each and everything that he does, there is nothing that the devil can do to you that God doesn't know of. Amen. If it is a trial, whatever it is, God, before he lets the trial on you, he comes. He does his check. Yeah. To withstand this type of a trial. He knows you. He, he, he gauges you. He sees you what type of a trial you can go through. So, that is why last week we said, if you are having trials and tribulations, do not say, uh, may this uh, cup pass me over. Because I told you, if that trial passes you over, because you are a child of God, you need to be trained. He's going to give you another one. Another one. Until you, want you are victorious. Because victory is guaranteed for a child of God. That is why, even here in the church of uh, Laodicea, he says, those who overcome I will grant them to come and sit with my father and dine with him. Just as much as I am dining with him. You understand? But it is for the overcomers. You must overcome your trials. Yes, you And then remember, you will overcome them because he has judged you, he has gauged you, he knows your worth, he knows that you will overcome it. Remember, it, this is a like a, I can say a movie. Your life to Christ, it is something that has happened before. Yes. That is why he knows each and every mistake that you're going to do. He knows each and every victory that you're going to go through because he knows you. He formed you. He knows each and everything that you're going to go through. So remember, you are not alone. You are with him. Amen. So that, those are what, the fruits of the Spirit. Those are the fruits that a child of God must possess. You understand? Those are the, child, the fruits that a child of God must show. Remember, there is a with and a wheat, a with. If a farmer goes there and he puts a, a with in the garden, with will come along. Both of them will rejoice. But it is at the time of harvesting, whereby we're going to see, where each and every one of you or us is. Remember, if when it is reached a stage of maturity, there is something that you will see that it does. It sort of like leans over. It sort of like it bows. <laughs> that is typifies the child of God because of you, you, when you are a child of God, you have an experience with God. The problem is that there are some people who have an experience with God. It's a quotation if you reach the statue of a perfect man. I think it's paragraph 106. It says those people are such people that each and every day when they talk to God, it's like a daily occurrence. It's like a talking me talking to Clement. That is the, how closely bonded That is how closely they walk with God, and you find that those people, he says, such are the people who should come and pray for you. You understand? Because those people have an experience of God. Now, each and every time you come here in church, we are building you to have an experience with Him, a closer walk with Him, to the extent that you become a with that is matured. Just that bows over. When something bows over people will be mistaken it for weakness. But it is a sign of maturity. That is why a person who has Christ matured, they will be gentle, meek, good. There will be no arrogance about them. That is why they will what? They will lean over. But a wheat, mufero, goes up. When the rain comes, it shouts. But you find that a person that is a child of God is what? Controlled. He, is, he controlled his situation. He can control himself. Now, such a person, you find that he has matured. Now, because they are both growing, you can see. Now, this morning, I want to ask you are you at a stage whereby during harvest time, when the call is going to be, yonder, gonna, there's going to be a call up yonder? Are you going to be ready for your creator to be the weed that is going to come, take, and preserve? Or are you going to be the weed that is going to come there and burn? You know yourself. I know myself. I know where I'm at with God. Even you, you know exactly where you are with God. Now, it is for you to do soul searching, to search yourself, to see where are you? Because we are trying to build every time you have a message here is to build you up to have an experience, a closer connection with God, a closer walk with Him to the extent that talking to Him is like talking to your friend. If it is here, that's what Brother Graham said. And Brother Graham, when he says, he said, there are such people as I. (laughs) He includes himself. Can you be included in the same paragraph? Are you at a stage whereby you have grown sufficiently to represent him fully, whereby when you are walking on the street, we can say, that is a child of God. That is the reason you come here daily. Amen. And then the other thing is that a child of God is uh, there are some characteristics that we, we, we may not find time even to go through. We talked about joy. And then again, we talked about peace. Yes. A child of God has peace about them. That is why when a child of God is around, you know there are some people (laughs) you find that you, you you have an affinity for. That means you are just attracted to. The reason you are attracted to those people is because there is an energy that they emit around themselves. You understand? So you find that that energy is attractive. Because it's an energy of peace. Yes. If you find out you are troubled, you just want to sit alone that person. That is a person who has an experience with God. Who has a closer walk with God. Yes. Whose life is led by God. Whose each and every fiber of his being is one is led by God. Who has feasted on the word of God entirely. Remember when the children of God were supposed to get out of Egypt. When they were supposed to go there, they had to put uh, a seal blood around their doors, and that lamp they had to feast on it entirely. Even including the entrails. You know what is an entrance? entrails? Entrails is the inside of the of a ship, the um, the intestines, the livers, everything, the lungs. You had to consume that lamp entirely, all of it. That is why the children who believe the word of God, they consume it entirely. That is the only way you're going to grow. Brother Bram says, when I preach, yes, you, you, might have a, you might reach a stage where you find it's a bone. But there is, inside that bone, when you break it, there is a marrow inside of there. You understand? Because you need to feast entirely on the word of God. Now, a complete, uh, perfect child of God Feast on the entire word of God. Not the beads that he likes, but each and every bead of it. Even the ones that are so hard for him to digest. He feeds on them because for you to be a perfect stature, a complete stature of a perfect man, you need to feast on the entire word of God. For you to have these attributes, the, the, the fruits of the Spirit, you need to feed on the entire word of God. The coats that you like, yeah, some of the that you don't like, that forms the entire weight. Yes. I don't know anybody has tried to eat the entrails. Well, I, I eat it sometimes, but I'm not fond of it <laughs> because it actually is not nice. If you are not used to it, you can actually vomit because there'll be lots of fat there. There'll be oh, lots of things. But it, you, the children of God, when they had to. Be emancipated, led out of Egypt. They had to feast on that entire weight, yeah. all of it, the whole sheep. None of it was supposed to be left. You understand? That is your diet. That is the diet that they feed sheep. The shepherd will come. The chief shepherd gives his what? His sheep, because that is his entire. That is why he said, "You must feed on my flesh." and my blood. That means you must feed on my, and, and the, the entirety of Christ, who is the weight. Amen. And then another thing is that uh, a child of God also is one of the traits that they are long-suffering. Uh, that is to show patience in spite of trouble. Now, for you to be long-suffering, the, the patience that you show is for the troubles that is caused by another person. You see now, we are still repeating the same thing now. Love. You will never be patient with somebody if you don't love them. Because they will come there and then they will make you angry. Mara, If you are a child of God, you become patient. You long suffer with that person. You show that trait that is long suffering. Because you are what? There is something inside of you that compels you. That makes you to be able to do that amen so that is why one of the traits one of the fruit of the spirit is what long suffering yes Yes, to long to be able to withstand trouble not caused by anybody to be able to go there that is why the pastor says um, we don't give up on people yes because people normally people we, we, we pursue them A child of God does that. You don't become impatient. You don't become tired of pursuing your fellow brother. Pursuing your fellow brother to make sure they are in the right path. If I'm hungry and then uh, I don't have food, (laughs) how can I come and rejoice in the Lord? With hunger. Empty stomach. You see, that is why we are there as brothers to each other to have this joy of salvation. Part and parcel of it is to take care of each other's physical needs, look after each other. Remember, we are a community, we are the bride. Each and every one of you comes and makes a bride. You understand? That is why we have to take care of each other. Uh, I don't know if I've just seen, talked about all of these traits. We've talked about goodness, and then uh, peace, long-suffering, and then uh, love. So those are the traits that a child of God should have. Uh, I think, brethren, I will stop here. Uh, May God richly bless you. Uh, We can just stand on our feet. And then let the And then just play out with a song. He can see even deep inside your heart. Amen. Amen. That is the vision that he had about you. Amen. So there's nothing that he had that you can have that he doesn't know, and there's nothing that you might need have need of that he cannot provide. Amen. So if you have any need, you can just raise your, your arm, your arm, and then acknowledge. Just put, uh, just defeat the force of gravity. By that, you'll be defeating the devil himself. And then as our brother comes in and pray, then he can have you in in, in his prayers as well. It's like I said, there's nothing that you you are in need of that he cannot provide. There's nothing that you are in need of in God. So the only thing you have to do when you come to him, in him, anything is possible. Amen. If we can just sing a very soulful uh, worship song while we close our eyes and our brother comes and close today's proceeding. Amen.
2: Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Heavenly Father, for the Savior that you have given unto us. Heavenly Father, after hearing, await Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, our lives so that they can, Heavenly Father, reflect that fruit of the Spirit, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, even this day, Heavenly Father, we are thankful you have descended, you have talked to us, Heavenly Father. If Heavenly Father, the salt, Cannot be tasteful anymore, Heavenly Father. It must be thrown out, Heavenly Father, to the land and be trapped by the Heavenly Father creatures of this world, Heavenly Father. That's why, Heavenly Father, we say, Heavenly Father, by coming to your house, Heavenly Father, you are here, Heavenly Father, to revive us, Heavenly Father. We are here, Heavenly Father, to make us better people, Heavenly Father. Once we are here, Heavenly Father, we know, Heavenly Father, we are striving, Heavenly Father, to be like you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this way, Heavenly Father. It might be simple, Heavenly Father, but Heavenly Father, if it's coming from you, Heavenly Father, we know, Heavenly Father, we are uplifted, Heavenly Father. We know we have been blessed, Heavenly Father. That's Heavenly Father, that's what our life should reflect, Heavenly Father. As Christians, Heavenly Father, to have that love, Heavenly Father, to have that gentleness, meekness, Heavenly Father. All those traits, Heavenly Father, that the brother have spoken about, Heavenly Father, let us go, Heavenly Father, and ponder on them heavenly father we reflect on them heavenly father we strive heavenly father to possess them heavenly father so that our lives can be tasteful heavenly father even unbelievers here on this word the world that is this falling apart they can say surely heavenly father there are Christians that are still here on this earth heavenly father heavenly father wherever we walk heavenly father we can be a blessings to the people heavenly father to help one another heavenly father heavenly father to forgive heavenly father Heavenly Father, we process such. We know we are victorious, Heavenly Father. We defeated the devil, Heavenly Father. We are thankful for this word, Heavenly Father. We are thankful also for our brother, Heavenly Father, that has preached this word, Heavenly Father. May you restore, Heavenly Father, virtue that has gone unto him, Heavenly Father. May you continue to give him revelation, Heavenly Father. Whenever whenever there is a reading, Heavenly Father, thou shalt descend, Heavenly Father, and give him more revelation. Add unto his ministry, Heavenly Father. We are. Give him it. Give Him unto you, Heavenly Father, so that you can continue to use Him, can continue to bless Him, Heavenly Father. Here are your sons and daughters, Heavenly Father. They have raised their hands, Heavenly Father. You know, Heavenly Father, you are the designer of hearts, Heavenly Father. Even if they didn't set any word, Heavenly Father. But, Heavenly Father, by just lifting their hands, Heavenly Father, defying the force of gravity, Heavenly Father. We say, Heavenly Father, thou shalt, Heavenly Father, address their needs, Heavenly Father. Mm. Anyone, Heavenly mm. Father, seek amongst us, Heavenly Father, in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. Through these services, He's healed, Heavenly Father. Is anyone, Heavenly Father, not knowing what to do, Heavenly Father? When we come out of here, Heavenly Father, thou shalt be the answer, Heavenly Father. Through these services, Heavenly Father, may you provide answers, Heavenly Father. May you be the one that will continue to fight for us, Heavenly Father. Be in our families, Heavenly Father. Let us, Heavenly Father, continue to protect our families, Heavenly Father. To be united, Heavenly Father. Moreover, Heavenly Father, to be humble under this uh, uh, message, Heavenly Father, of Malachi, for Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we know the devil is fighting, Heavenly Father. Fight day and night, Heavenly Father, to make us unbelievers, Heavenly Father. But Heavenly Father, we shall hold on until the last day, Heavenly Father. Strengthen us, Heavenly Father. Address our needs, Heavenly Father. Bless us, Heavenly Father. Protect our children, Heavenly Father. Everything that we do, Heavenly Father. Our works, Heavenly Father. We know, Heavenly Father, we we are working, Heavenly Father, for this capitalist and evil people, Heavenly Father. But, uh, Heavenly Father, may you protect us wherever we go, Heavenly Father, we know, Heavenly Father, as we are living here, Heavenly Father. Father, you said you shall address us before Heavenly Father, you shall prepare the table before us, Heavenly Father. No, no. That's why, Heavenly Father, we say there is no place, there is no person that we can go yes, to, Lord. but you alone, God, Heavenly Father. Bless this service, Heavenly Father, as we depart from this place, Heavenly Father. May you bless us on our way, bless yes, us Lord. on our home, as we commit everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Yes, can we just sing the song Likunutu Limorena? I
1: will be there. <laughs> sa
0: So means is that let me tell him all the secrets of this world that are troubling me a secret with god so that is what you have a secret with the almighty god amen so we are just grateful saints we'll just sing uh, maybe a nice slow song then from there we'll just will be dismissed amen